Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coach Fitz, Trevor Fitz hopping on with us. Give us some insight on the squad, man. Good stuff. And hey, off to a 71 start. And you know, handling business. You know, we got the Kennesaw State coming, conference play and all that. So it'll be a lot of fun, man. I'm 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 definitely getting up there to to a home game, get to the new park and check that out. And, yeah, it, yeah, it is nothing like a especially like a Saturday afternoon watching baseball. Uh, it's hard to beat that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we got shifted, hit a little bit of basketball. Ag's not here with us, but we got, you know, speaking of Alabama, you know, Kentucky beat the Tide Saturday, and then kept it going. Uh, I guess Mississippi State again. You know, we, we talked about that with, with Trevor. You know, his alma mater. Uh, but maybe they turned the corner, Jaden. You know, we finally. You know, seeing a little up and down, this and that, but to uh, to handle Alabama the way they did, and then you know Mississippi State, who was beat Auburn, beat Tennessee down there, and then you get down thirteen, and then hey. come back. When I was watching that game, I, I haven't been able to catch many games live this year, but I caught that one. Uh, you know, I was able to catch it, and Mississippi State played a winning basketball game. They felt like, you know, they were hitting shots. They were hitting tough shots down the stretch. Uh, you know, they played a solid basketball game. They, they, you know, they probably felt like they should have won. However, Kentucky is so talented. You know, they just make so many plays. They can score from so many, you know, so many people on the court can score. You know, they got a lot of guys who can handle the ball on the floor. Uh, you know, they just make a lot of, pl- they just make a lot of plays, man. Um, you know, I just think, you know, with that team, if they could – and I, I don't even want to say – obviously there were points in the game where defense should have been better. Defense could have been better. But, man, Mississippi State was just hitting contested shots. They were making great plays. They played great on offense. I mean, you know, they did. It seemed like every team Kentucky plays tend to shoot well from the field. Uh, you know, so hopefully that wear off, wear off at some point. But it's only making them better because everybody's not going to be able to shoot that well. Uh, everybody's mm-hmm. not going to be able to play and just have the, you know, the, a red hot hand every time out, you know. So I, I like the way they played, man. Obviously, Reed Shepard, uh, you know, stood out, you know, yeah. with his really with his clutch play down the stretch. And it's yeah. really not it's really not his scoring that makes him so good. It's everything else, man. It's the steals. It's the, you know, opportune loose balls he'll get. It's the rebounds he'll get. You know, it's the passes that he makes. Uh, he sees the floor really well. Uh, you know, he can handle the ball, you know, under pressure to be a freshman. You know, uh, you know, he 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 just he just operates. He he does what I, I tell quarterbacks all the time. He manages the operation and he distributes the ball, right? Those are two jobs that you must be able to do in basketball mm-hmm. and football if you're on the court. Uh especially if you're handling the ball all the time in those sports. So 
he does that extremely well, uh, you know, and he plays really uh, – he's really opportunistic when the ball is in, you know, is in, is in harm's way on defense. So uh, he, he does a lot of stuff that helps the team win. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, there must be something I – don't, I don't know what's going on with Dillingham. I, you know, he didn't play as much as I thought he should play. But when he does, when he got when he has the ball in his hand, he's, uh, he's electric. You know, um, so – but I just think all in all, Mississippi State came out at home and played a really good game. Kentucky was able to handle the storm and went down the stretch. You can always bank those wins down the stretch once you, you start encroaching on March. You start encroaching on, you know, mid to late February and really March, and you win tough games away down the stretch, that's a game that can propel you to where you want to go uh, with just the confidence and mentality of your team. So – I, I really – like I said, this team is extremely fun to watch, frustrating sometimes on defense. However, but, you know, they, they just have so many guys who can put the ball in the basket. Uh, you know, so many guys who I think are going to be really good pros, uh, you know, in the future. Uh, and, and it's really exciting to watch, man. I think Kentucky fans got to really kind of take it in, man, because you, you don't – you know, a lot of college programs wish they had half of what Kentucky has. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, right now uh so you know a great team i think you know they're still going to continue to grow still young so if they continue to have a growth mindset uh into you know early march and then you know hopefully mid and late march uh and hopefully playing that first week in april uh you know i think that'll that'll be big i was listening to uh, uh was it chin coleman assistant coach he came on uh, a day or two days before, you know, kind of previewing his little press conference, previewing Mississippi State. You know, he kept saying this is going to be a completely different game than Alabama because, you know, Mississippi State actually plays defense and they're physical and it's not going to be, you know, just a track meet up and down like the Alabama game was. It's going to be a lot harder. And, and it was, you know, they came out and punched Kentucky in the mouth and uh, what Tolu Smith was, was killing the seven-footers. You know, he was – you know, just a couple little shoulders and poop, you know, carving out space and getting easy buckets, you know, early. And before you know it, it's 14 to three. Mississippi State, you know, like you said, they played a winning game and they jumped on them. But he said, and, you know, we we kind of it was critical of Cal for not doing his stuff, you know, and not doing his obligations. But I don't know, maybe he just articulated it a little bit different. He's because I think I try to be realistic. And, and not, you know, super optimistic or, you know, a home super, you know, try to be realistic and objective as possible, even though I'm right. a fan. And I was to the point where like, yo, man, we like 22 games in and we ain't guarding nobody and this ain't getting no better. And so I'm like, okay, never, yeah. You know, I'm not a practice, but I'm like, we scoring 95 points and losing and, you know, we can't stop nobody, you know, you losing, giving up all these points and wasting all this offense because you're not, stopping anybody and didn't look like they were ever gonna tighten it up even a little bit defensively but he he said uh something to the effect of we as coaches still know where we we need to grow we were patient in those areas and now we're starting to see that growth and just as i said that's that's you know they can say what they want or tell us or not tell us what they want but as a fan that was good to hear yeah. They they see the weaknesses and the fact that they were patient and knew they could still grow there, even after 20 plus games that we've seen on TV. We're not at practice, but 
We keep seeing them get lit up on the pick and rolls. We keep seeing them get lit up from the three-point line. Keep wondering, like, yo. And so for them to say that there's still growth and they're patient enough to allow that growth to take place, I'm like, well, that's, you know, he didn't have to say that, but he was he was pretty much like an open book, seemed to me, you know, straight up honest, wasn't trying to just give the coach speak and play the media games and I'm not telling you something, but it was cool to the way he phrased that. You know, right. That, so that lets you know that, baby, there, there probably still is some room to grow up. I'm not saying they're going to you know, start holding teams to 55 points a game. They, they're not built like that, but they know that they can still reach levels defensively. So that, that was good to hear. Yeah, and, and like I said, we, we're we fans from the outside looking in, so we don't really know what goes on behind those walls. Mm-hmm. And we always know that there's always something going on behind the walls because, like I said, <laughs> Dillingham playing such low minutes, uh, you know, relative to where we think that he should play. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, coaches are coaches, man. They, they're not going to tell you everything. No. Um, sometimes every now and then they'll just go ahead and say some things to get people off their back. However, um, you know, there there's always I, I never believe on any team that there's not room for growth. Uh, I just got to listen to uh was it Dave Canales just got hired on with the Panthers. Is that his name? Uh mm. he was just saying how with an NFL team with grown men in their late twenties and thirties and mid thirties, how they continued to grow throughout the season. And they went from average of seventy six yards rushing to ninety six yards rushing. You know, in the NFL, these are these are guys who've been playing the sport for a long time, and they were still trying to figure out what their guys were good at late in the season. And these are pros; these are really smart, really uh, intelligent players and coaches. Uh, but for him to say that just lets you know that if you have a growth mindset as a player or a coach, there's always room for improvement. There's always more juice that you can squeeze out of that orange. Um, and, you know, I think if you have that mindset, especially with 18-year-old young men that they have on that team, and they have a lot of them, uh, mm-hmm. you're always going to – you can see quantum leaps between now and NCAA tournament time. I really believe that. You know, if they really wanted to make those leaps, they could. They have the team athletically. They have this, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think – I don't like I said, I think Cal is a good coach. Uh, is he a better recruiter than coach? Maybe, but he's still a good coach. He's still a, a veteran coach who's been doing this longer and probably know more basketball than we'll, we'll ever know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they still have a lot of potential, even though people don't want to hear about potential in early in early March or late February, but there's always room for growth. Like they could be in the SEC tournament and hit a, a new level that we haven't seen. So that can very well happen, uh, especially with a team like this. And look, it don't take much for them to start playing a little bit better defense and all of their ball players on offense start to really gain confidence at the right time. And they all start to, you know, kind of synergize. When that happened, you can ask any coach in America, they would not want to see Kentucky, you know, in a, in a basketball. They won't, they won't want to see it because they can score from anywhere. They're playing better defense. They got ball handlers. They got passers. They got distributors. They got rebounders. They got size, right? So – it could be one of those things where, you know, you can start seeing teams that they struggle with early in the year uh, or earlier. And, you know, some of those teams get blown out 
down the stretch by Kentucky. If Kentucky really hit that stride like they like we know that they can, you know, based on the talent level. So, you know, I you know, I'm never in the dumps about a team not performing to where they want to go if there's especially with 18-year-old young men and the season is still going. So, I think he know what he's doing, you know, uh he 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 he's he and he's like I said he's veteran, he's seasoned. So he's able to slow process this thing. He's able to make sure this thing kind of slow cook, just like that Boston button we was talking about. It takes time for that thing to get tender, man. It takes time. And, it, you know, especially when you got 18-year-old freshmen who've been playing ball a certain way all their lives and been playing AAU ball, not playing defense, you know, not really seeing the floor like they should. And you're trying to get them to play high-level basketball. Uh, so, you know, it just takes time and it's hard to do. He has a very hard job, even though it doesn't seem like that when you look at the ESPN rankings. When you look at the recruiting rankings, it don't seem like Calipari has a tough job. His job is extremely tough because he's dealing with very egotistical young men who can always show how good they are. It's called a spade a spade. And he's dealing with guys who need to tighten up when it comes to their basketball IQ and their willingness to play as a team because that's not the case in this society anymore with youth kids. So um, it's a tough job. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, they have a good record. They're, they're trending in the right direction with the win Saturday and the win yesterday down the stretch against a team that's playing well, Mississippi State. against a team that's physical. against a team that's hitting shots down the stretch and you're able to hold on and get a win. You can't discount that. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's true. And like you said, with the uh... – Go back to the Alabama game, Justin Edwards, you know, and every freshman is different. You know, Anthony Davis comes in and and lights it up from day one. Everybody doesn't do that. They all click. It all clicks for them at different levels, different times. People fussing about Edwards. Why is he still starting? Why is he still getting these minutes? Why is he still playing? And why is he still – and Cal kept saying, "I'm, I'm sticking with him. I'm gonna stick with him. Uh, turns out he was going through some some mental health struggles. You could see his confidence. You could see him on the court just kind of like overwhelmed. Like, I know I can do this, but why am I not doing like I think I should? And then he blows up and scores 28 against Alabama. Doesn't miss a shot from the field. I think he hit all four of his threes, hit 10 for 10 from the field. I think he only missed one free throw. He's like four or five from the line, 28 points, career high. And then now everybody's like, oh, well, we, we kind of see why he's stuck with him now. So, like you said, long the long game, he slow processed it, and, you know, he, he ended up knowing what he was doing. So Yeah, man, that, that's why I say, like, because I was watching the game. You know, I, I don't have – I don't watch TV much, so I, I would go on YouTube and, and look at people streaming games illegally <laughs> but I, I i i was watching the game this guy was streaming it and you can see the comments man on the side they show they're showing all the comments that people are so negative like you know people are saying you know take this guy out why is this guy playing i'm like look we we don't like we're not at practice like we don't we don't see everything you know and maybe th- this subject is kind of near and dear to me because i'm a coach and we always got parents on Friday night saying that their kids should have caught more balls or their kids should have ran the ball more or their kids should or we should have called this on third long. Uh, but but we're not at practice. We don't know what type of health issues this guy's going through, mental health issues. We don't know what's going on at home with some of these kids. We don't know if some of these kids are struggling in school and they can't, you know, we don't know. Like we don't we don't know. So uh, 
with that being said, some people should just kind of shut up, man, because like we don't know what's going on. Like, so it's a reason why it's probably a reason why Dillingham isn't playing as many minutes as some people think they may play. That's why you don't see me tweeting about it or, or making a big deal about it because there's obviously something going on there. Uh, whatever it is, whether he refused to play defense the way Coach Cal wanted to play defense or whatever yeah. it is, it's a reason, right? So, um, obviously, he's a prolific scorer. He's a potential lottery pick. But yeah. it doesn't matter because there's something going on that we don't know about. You know, it's the reason why he's not on the court. So, I, I just think, you know, there's always a rhyme or reason to why a coach does what he does, especially a coach who's won a national championship who's been in national championship games, who's, who's, you know, made deep runs in the, in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, I just think, you know, like I said, just kind of if, if more fans can kind of take the view like you take, right, it'd be just objective and kind of look big picture and look, okay, and kind of consider all angles, uh, you know, why is this or why is that or what's going on with this? I wonder instead of just, you know, being, you know, being negative towards the kids because, or the coaches, because uh, you know, yeah. we we just don't know. Like now, one thing I can say, you know, Cal skipping out on the the the, the, the press conferences after a loss, I get that. You know, it, it, he's made a, he's you know, there's a pattern to it now. But uh, other than that, you know, when it comes to criticizing his coaching ability for some stuff or criticizing the players, I just think we. You know, we don't really know the whole story, so it's kind of unfair for us to do that. To dissect it and micro analyze it yeah. when, like, when you don't have the whole, the whole picture. When yeah, and I get it. F- fans, fans are really like fans are fans for a reason. Like, they are who they are for a reason. Like, they they have they have a lot of passion for their school. So mm-hmm. you, I, you know, I'm not, you know, absolved from this. I, I've done it before, but you know, it's just you know there are those real, you know, kind of intuitive fans that say, hey, maybe there's something going on. You know, maybe, you know, we can't see something, you know, that may happen, maybe happening behind the scenes is the reason why we're not playing good defense or the reason why this guy's not getting as many minutes or the reason why. So we just, you know, like I said, we just don't know. Like I, But I do think that, like I said, this team kind of gets going, uh, really get going. You know, it can get real spooky for a lot of people because, you know, it, you know this team. I just, you know, you just turn on the film or you just turn on the game and you just see so much potential of where they can go, man. You know, because anybody on any given night can give you twenty eight points. Uh, yeah. You know, anybody on any given night can can really just take their game to the next level and prove why they are a potential draft pick. So uh, it, it's fun to watch. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to. To watch you know watch this thing unfold yeah definitely definitely so season's winding down march is coming you got arkansas this weekend and then vanderbilt next wednesday and then tennessee on the road and then it's sec tournament time so this season is zipped on by man it has, man. It, it's zipped by. I can't wait to see uh that tennessee game though. Know, uh I can mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that I know everybody's gonna be. That's gonna be. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be a good test to see. Okay, you know how far they come, really. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to you know a team that beat you earlier in the year, a team that's mature too. Uh, Tennessee's a big mature team. Uh, you know, who like uh, who's his name Josiah Jordan James, 
Uh, I remember watching him in high school years ago. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I remember watching, it was like 2018 or 19. I remember watching him in high school. was like, man, this dude, and, you know, they got, they got older guys, you know, who've been around. So those teams are always tough to beat, you know, and we're going to see kind of, uh, if we're going to scratch it and see what happens. Yeah. Flip it to football real quick. And we had a, uh, a comment on YouTube. I didn't see it at the time, but it's just from a few days ago. So I said, and I think I saw it last week, but you weren't on. I was like, well, once we get you back on, I'm going to ask. So this person put, uh, going back to the offense, because we know we, we talked about Butch Hamden coming in and, and Liam Cohen leaving and, but this question was, how much was Liam's offense college-friendly? Was it too complicated that it didn't play to Devin Larry's strength? So I was like, well, I'll say that for and get Jalen's thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it was college-friendly. Uh, from the outside looking in, again, I'm not in the building. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I got an idea based on, you know, who he's been with in the past and just the past. But – it, it, it's college friendly. It's very versatile. It's very uh, pliable. You know, there's a lot that you can do in that offense, just like most offenses. However, you know, obviously, you know, there are reports out there and there's rumors out, rumors out there that there were some type of, you know, disconnect somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if it's Larry struggled learning it, is it, is it too complicated to learn? Um, you know, Somewhere along those lines, there was something, um, you know, and it's probably a little bit of both if we had to guess. Um, mm-hmm. However, I do think, you know, um, Bush Hampton, there's a lot of stuff that I like that he does. He's a lot more, quote, unquote, college or college friendly with mm-hmm. this offensive okay. style, no doubt. Okay. Um, from what I've seen, you know, especially just looking at last year, He's a lot more college friendly, a lot more, you know, um, you know, different paces, you know, being able to huddle, play with some tempo, uh, being, having some triple option type theories or concepts, uh, you know, a lot of movement passing, you know, running the quarterback some, which we talked about on here, which I think is going to be big, uh, mm-hmm. you know, being able to use different personnel, just like most people can do nowadays. So he, he I think, is a good gumbo of stuff. Uh, that they can use now. Obviously, the elephant in the room is the head coach ultimately make decisions. So, <laughs> is that offense going to look a lot different? If I had to guess, it will look different. I don't know how much we'll see, but that thing will look a little bit different because there's some stuff that you see a trend with coordinators that coach on the stoops. Uh, mm-hmm. So, we'll see. You know. Uh, but I, you know, I think it, you know, I think it'd be a good deal. But to answer that question, though, is this offense coming up will be a lot more "quote unquote" college friendly. Hmm. That works. So, hope they're watching on YouTube and see the answer. Sorry that it was delayed, but we wasn't gonna disregard it. So we got to it this evening. Uh, before we finished up, though, we'll talk about the autograph app. I meant to mention that at the beginning, but we've been talking about it the past few episodes where you want to get rewarded for listening to our show with the team at Autograph, co-founded by Tom Brady, is redefining the fan experience by letting users earn points for the acts of fandom they take every day, like listening to this show. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to all your favorite Kentucky content in one place. 
and offers rewards like tickets, exclusive merchandise, and more. You're already listening to our show, but now you can earn points and get rewarded for it. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Fandom Rewarded and download it for free using today's referral code Believe Kentucky B L E A V Kentucky. Link and code are also in our podcast description. So check out the app, get your points. They got the leaderboard. Every podcast you listen to, every article you read, you can move up in the rankings and get a chance to win all the rewards and merch and everything they're giving away. So it's definitely a cool app. Check out that autograph app. Jay, man, had a lot of fun talking baseball with Trevor Fitz, your fellow Alabamian, and uh, y'all got that in, and high schools and players y'all knew and connections and the small world and all that good stuff. And Looking forward to seeing Kentucky baseball. Off to a good start, 7-1. Hope they get to the regionals again this year and, and stack it and build on what they did last year and get to where you know, there's stuff in the SEC, but they're trying to – pull their way up and establish themselves with the heavy hitters like the LSUs and the South Carolinas and Vanderbilts and all them powers that's, that's in the league every year, you know, trying right. to trying to close the gap and, and, and be in that mix every single year. So it was cool to talk with uh, Trevor, player development, director of player development for Kentucky baseball. We got some basketball in, got that football question caught up, and we'll – See what Kentucky does this weekend with Arkansas. And, you know, keep an eye on the baseball and the softball because they're doing their thing as well. Get AG back on the ground safe from his flight delay and everything. And be back next Wednesday do this thing again, man. Yeah, man. Let's 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 get it. I'm sure uh we'll we'll have some good stuff to talk about, you know, next week, especially with the basketball, obviously. But um, you know. Just more information coming out about football. That spring ball approaches too. So, uh, you know, what, how, I mean, we're not very far away, you know, from spring mm-hmm. ball now. So, uh, I can't wait for that because I'm sure, you know, hopefully we get some more information on what's going on. Um, you know, so yeah, it'll be it'll be cool, man. Absolutely. Believe.com, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify. We're live on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. So be sure to subscribe and follow and. And rate, give us some star ratings and word of mouth. Tell folks to check out the podcast. We enjoy bringing it to you. Hope y'all enjoy hearing it. For Jalen Whitlow, my name is Vinny Hardy. Thanks again to Trevor Fitz for another episode of Believe in Kentucky. You by the Believe Podcast Network. Be out of here. We'll catch everybody next week. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.